0: A persistent pandemic around the world and global geopolitical conflicts continue to dominate headlines. Now navigating uncertainties and managing supply chain challenges accordingly has out of necessity become a top business priority. The Economist Intelligence Unit estimates that the disruptions of the past two years are costing companies on average 6 to 10% of annual revenues. This doesn't include reputational costs as companies struggle to maintain supplies of their goods. The report also goes on to say that as a consequence, businesses are exchanging efficiency for greater resilience. Some are prioritizing costlier suppliers in less risky markets as well. The EIU cautions that such strategies come at a cost. Firms are working to mitigate these costs through investments in technology, simplified and regionalized supply chain, and in some cases, simplifying the design of goods to make components easier to source, as the report discovers. In this podcast for future CIO, we are joined by Ms. Kunta Chelvanathan. Partner Supply Chain and Procurement Transformation, IBM Consulting Asia Pacific, to provide some perspective around supply chain resilience and growth amid the continuing uncertainties. Kunta, welcome to podcast for Future CIO.
1: Hello, Alan, and thank you for inviting me to the podcast.
0: For supply chain leaders, what would you say are the top three learnings since the pandemic?
1: Yeah, I think there's been quite a few learnings, um, but the top three, I would say, is definitely, you know, companies found that they had limited visibility of, over their supply chains. For example, of my clients, less than 2% of them said they had any visibility on their tier N-1. Uh, that means their suppliers' suppliers. So that's a very small percentage you really have visibility over their extended supply chain number two is that we found that supply chains were really built on just-in-time models to make them very you know efficient so efficiency was a, a big factor which also meant that they were very susceptible to disruptions because the supply chain is a lot of links you know there's multiple links and and sometimes it can be like 20 30 links in that chain. Now, if they're just in time and they're cost efficient, then just one disruption in one link could mean that the supply chain doesn't work anymore. The third learning was that, you know, we sort of took global trade for granted. You know, wherever the products can be sourced, wherever they can be best manufactured, and we really did build our supply chains for mass production. And we found that that, again, in an environment With multiple disruptions and multiple countries being affected, this means that supply chains were not resilient. So those were the three learnings. Limited visibility, the just-in-time model uh, focusing on cost optimization, and global trade as a foundation uh, philosophy.
0: How are these learnings translating into change in terms of how supply chain systems and processes are designed and operated?
1: yeah so now uh that, you know we've had those learnings i think it's it's really reversing that so how do we bring more visibility into the supply chain not only our own suppliers but for example our suppliers suppliers how do we build capability to predict so that was the second thing and then you know how do we build flexibility into the supply chain so it's no longer as you know as I was saying a link, uh, just in time link, but it's more like a link can be replaced with another link very quickly. So the flexibility of that supply chain, and there are a couple of things that can be done. Um, These are the learnings, and this can be done. So one is uh, integrating automated workflows. So across the organization functions. So automated workflows means building more real-time visibility, uh, having collaborations with with suppliers and customers, uh, and getting more insights so you can action and, and be more flexible. And then modernizing technology infrastructure. Um, when we talked to our supply chain uh, offices globally, they said that 56% are currently operating on hybrid cloud already. And 60% of them are investing in further digital infrastructure so that they can scale and deliver value. So, And then the third thing, which we're seeing quite a bit of nowadays is also you know, adopting sustainability initiatives. So whilst sustainability has been something that hasn't really taken center stage yet. I would say creating new products and services and um, looking at improving opportunities to connect with the customer is becoming uh, more important. So, whilst you know we we talked about disruption, it's now focusing on how do we you know overcome disruption and also look at growth—a double factor criteria for the future.
0: You mentioned a while ago the term visibility. Could you define for us what exactly do you mean by visibility in the context of the supply chain?
1: Yeah, so supply chain operations are basically the planning for customer demand and then executing on those plans. So visibility in the lowest common denominator is to ensure that Those plans, be it sourcing from suppliers, inbound transport, lead times, manufacturing schedules, finished product distribution, they're all progressing without disruptions. So even if one element cannot be executed as per plan, for example, if you can't source certain products from certain suppliers, That means the final product cannot reach end customers. So visibility is being able to see real time what is happening in the supply chain across all those elements I just mentioned, sourcing, production, distribution, et cetera. And so once you have that visibility, which is sort of the basic foundation, you can start doing a lot more with that information and managing disruptions in a better way.
0: Looking forward, what the pandemic has taught us is that uncertainty will likely continue to be the norm in the years ahead. Now, given this, how should CISOs, or the Chief Supply Chain Officer, help better prepare the organization to improve supply chain resilience?
1: Yeah, so I think this is a fantastic question because it ties all the topics that we've just discussed previously. So enabling visibility is the foundation. Once you have visibility, we can start doing advanced analytics. We can build AI and intelligence into the supply chain. We can start looking at what's going to disrupt the supply chain and be prepared for that, have actions in place, plan B, plan C actions in place, so that when they do happen, we can change, we can be very agile about it. And number three, is that you can build ways of responding to certain criteria in the marketplace so be it sustainability goals be it new product development be it you know disruptions so those three things i think are key to building resilience for the future
0: coming into 2023 and possibly beyond what will be important to supply chain operations and what are the key imperatives that chief supply chain officers should be focusing on
1: yeah so this Really three key things that Chief Supply Chain Officers are focusing on. One is managing disruptions better. Number two is building flexibility, which I talked about. And then the third thing is really trying to achieve sustainability goals of the organization as that becomes now a core focus in a lot of organizations.
0: Kunta, thank you for joining us on Podcast for Future CIO.
1: Thank you, Alan, for inviting me.
0: That was Kunta Chelvanathan, Partner, Supply Chain and Procurement Transformation at IBM Consulting for Asia Pacific, on the topic of Imperatives for Chief Supply Chain Officers in 2023. You are listening in the podchats for future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com we'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.